0: Thanks for joining us on our C3 Edinburgh podcast. We really hope this message inspires and encourages you in your life with Jesus. To find out more about our welcoming and vibrant church community, please check us out online at www.c3edinburgh.com or find us on Instagram or Facebook. Keep in touch and be part of the story. Now enough from me. You've come to hear the podcast and be blessed. Last week I began uh, what was not meant to be a two-part message. It became a two-part message, uh, and I'm so happy with that. Um, What I tried to do was speak to some of the white noise or the unsaid discomforts that sometimes Christians or anybody, but I'm talking, I'm talking to people who are interested or thinking about following Jesus. The unsaid discomfort that we carry around when we talk about money or think about money, just generally, but specifically in church, we've got a whole bunch of weird religious baggage sometimes because we're not really sure what we're meant to think about finances and money as a Christian because, you know, um, there's stuff in there about, uh, uh, about money and it makes us feel weird. I try to speak to that. And here's the distilled version because I'm going to have to bring us up to speed to continue this what is now a two-part message. The distilled version, by the way, I hope it's okay, as, even as I, un, as I give you the distilled version, there's been some more uh, development and some thinking, so I'm going to... You know, jump around, I'm allowed. So, um, the distilled version that we went through last time was this, that money is easily the greatest idol that you are struggling against or with around today in this planet and in your life. It, it promises security, safety, and well-being when you put it first, but, but, but actually only delivers anxiety and pressure and angst when we put it first. Money becomes, uh, can become a god and has become a god for many people, man, like even Christians, Yet money makes a crappy god. We're a church committed. We are a church committed to talking about all of these things. By the way, I said this last week. I'm committed. I am committed as, as a communicator, as a pastor, uh, here to not hold back what the Word of God says over every area of life. So when people cringe about relationships, we'll go there and talk about them. When people cringe about talking about money, we'll we'll. We'll go there, we'll talk about it because this is a discipleship issue. This is a this is a living a life and following Jesus and taking our cross issue. And also Jesus talked about it, so we need to talk about it. Jesus talked about our means. Those who follow Jesus ought to be able to respond to the fake news of this so-called money God. Because we understand that security and well being don't come from your bank account, they come from Jesus. So that was what we first, that, That's that's distilled, distilled notion number one. Distilled notion number two is that, whilst now that we know that money must be off the throne of our life, we also need to know that money is not off the table. There is something that we need to do with money to make money, like make life work. Your father in heaven, in fact, doesn't want to see you crown your money, but he does want watch with great interest what you do with it. Luke 16, 10 to 11, it says, this is Jesus, He said, whoever can be trusted with a little bit can also be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So, so, if you do not, if you are not being trustworthy with handling worldly wealth, like legitimately, in context, money, how will you be entrusted with true riches See, this is is Jesus, and he says essentially this. If he can't trust you, if he can't trust me, if he can't trust us with our wallet, then he can't trust us with what is truly important. And here's where we ended. Um, We came to this, that if that's true, then talking about money in church is really talking about discipleship. Jesus is asking for your wallet. He's asking for your PIN number. He's asking for your account and sort code. He wants access into your financial world. Here's my little by the way. Sometimes I break stride because I've just had personal devotions that I like to share. And I'm mindful that there might be people here um, and maybe you're here and you actually have been unclear on what God's agenda, if he wants your PIN number, that makes you go, well, what are you going to do with it? What's your account and sort code? Wait, what are you going to do Wait, can I trust you with that? Can I just, I want to unpack, I just want to, I've got four scriptures about what God's agenda is with your finances. Is that okay? Before we move on, I need you to trust God with it. I, I, want, to, I want to encourage you to do that. He's, he wants to do some things. His agenda with your money is this. First, he wants to resource you because 2 Corinthians 8, 9 talks about how Jesus became, uh, for our sake, became poor, so that through his poverty we might become rich. And that means in all ways, of course it means in all ways, but actually the context of this 2 Corinthians isn't about in all ways, he's specifically talking about giving money in offerings. And then he brings out this verse, Paul does. So, 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 he means always, but the, the context is in your giving, in financially. So, he wants to resource your life. He wants to, he wants to see you conquer personal debt. Deuteronomy 15 verse, verse 6, it talks about a blessing of God to break debt. It says, it says, for the Lord your God will bless you. He will bless you. The Lord your God will bless you, as he promised. And an outcome of this will be that you will lend to many nations, but you'll borrow from none. He's talking about the whole nation of Israel. He's not saying that you will lend to other countries, though some here might become billionaires and do so, but you will borrow from none, you'll have many nations. Some, some, there's, there's, almost, there's very few things more oppressive than an oppressive personal debt. And if you're too young to know what that is, then can I give you some older person advice? Avoid personal debt. And if you're in personal debt these days, let's get a plan, get a plan together to break the back of personal debt. The blessing of God is to see you without it. Here's another thing, another agenda from heaven about the finances that you carry. Your Father in heaven, he loves you and he'll look after your needs. Who loved what Hazel was sharing before? Yeah, we should clap. That was amazing. (laughs) Philippians 4.19, it says, and my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of his glory. I don't know, but my God will meet all of your needs and we just actually spent time just then, didn't we? That was just talking and thinking about that in that ministry moment. That, And finally, the Lord wants you to give and be a blessing to others. You know what? I don't know, I don't have a full great understanding of what uh, all of the systems of the world and different ideas and different methodologies and different philosophies, but I do know what the kingdom of God, I do know, I, I have a great understanding and a greater as I go understanding of what kingdom is. And here's kingdom paradigm, freely you've been, freely you receive, so freely give. So those who follow Jesus in his kingdom on this earth, we live a life where we freely receive. By the way, Christians can be really bad at receiving. Ever tried to give a gift to someone who, who you know, one of your church uh, family, and they go, oh no, I couldn't, no, 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 like, please, please, no, 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 I can't. But no. oh, come on, I bought you this, no, 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 I'm holy, no, no, no. If that's you and you know who you are, you need to start saying thank you. Just receive freely, and then freely give. That's that's kingdom paradigm. But that's not the verse I want to share. I'm just that that's a bugbear of mine. Luke 6:38 regarding giving and being a blessing. It says, "Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over." Hazel said, "The, the God of overflow, running over, will be poured into your lap for whatever measure you will use, will be measured to you." Anyway, kingdom. Finance paradigms, the agenda of God over, over this money stuff. He, he wants to resource you. You're going to be okay. He wants to see you through. He'll provide for you. He wants to see you conquer things and he wants to see you be a blessing to others. And finally, here's the final thought as we finished last week. Um, if you weren't here, I'm going to repeat it again. And if you were here, this will bring us up to speed. It's not unspiritual to be rich, it's not unspiritual to be poor. It's all relative anyway when you think about it. It's not unspiritual to be those things. You can be rich and generous, you can be poor and generous. You can be rich and stingy, you can be poor and stingy. Paul said he went through high times and low times in all ways, including having wealth and and going hungry, but contentment was something from from a different space. So rich and poor aren't unspiritual in themselves, but it is unspiritual to, to be undisciplined with your money. An undisciplined heart is an easy target for the fake news of money because we find ourselves fooled time and time again that money will solve our problems and we keep grappling our whole life. Some Christians' whole life is grappling every other day between are you boss on the throne of my life, God, or is money boss on the throne of my life, God? Are you or money? You or money? And you never actually say it that way. It's just the way life works out. An undisciplined heart gets fooled easily by the fake news of money. And an undisciplined mind dishonors the seed giver. Because you know how he said earlier, he says he'll give seed to the soul. You know how he said earlier that he wants to, if you're faithful with little, he'll give you faithful with much. The undisciplined mind struggles with that. They struggle to be faithful with a little because their mind is flitting all over the place about their spending habits. So here's my statement. Here's the key statement of this entire theme, this entire message. So look at me. We ought to become disciplined here and here, so that we stop wandering and wasting, but rather be wise, informed by the word for all its worth. I use the letter W a lot in that sentence. Though I know by drawing attention to it I lost the power of it, so I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> we ought to become disciplined here and here, so that we stop wandering and wasting, but rather be wise, informed by the word for all it's worth. Turn with me. I want to show you something about money wisdom. Matthew 6, 19 to 21. This is Jesus. This is Jesus speaking over um, what we should do with our wealth. It says this. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves can break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin don't destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. Here's the verse I want to just really think about. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So you'll find what you prioritize you'll fund. Watch the words though, watch the words here. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. See, I I take that to mean, or I translate that to say, hey, what I'm interested in, I'll fund. But but the, the, the sentence there would be something more like, for where your heart is, there your treasure will be also. So, there's something interesting here that makes me think, it, it sort of says it backwards as well. It says, where my treasure is there, where my heart will be also. It makes me think this, that 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 there's, there's what I'm interested in, where my heart is, I'll fund, but also what I'll fund, I'll value. What I'll fund, I'll, I'll, I'll follow. A pastor once told me this over my life, a mentor of mine. He says, he said it rhetorically, I didn't actually do it. He said, give me your bank statement and I'll tell you where your heart is. Give me your bank statement and I'll tell you exactly where your heart is. When I was thinking about that, I was thinking, that doesn't always make sense because there's we just finished January, right? So there's a whole bunch of people who just put in gym memberships because they had a New you know, New Year's resolution, they all got their bank memberships and now it's February, they're not going anymore. So it feels like there's a, um, wait a minute, they don't always, and they'll be paying all year, right? To them, I'd say there's a little bit of two Corinthians, um, or one Corinthians, um, do not give under compulsion. Something about compulsive giving that that might be a caveat for. Anyway. What you fund, you value. What you value you fund. And let me tell you this, this is really interesting. This might give you some insight into how you're wired as a human, by the way. And if you want to start living with a wise mind and a wise heart about your giving life and about what God's telling you about your money, you know what will help you? It'll help you when you understand your wiring. Because sometimes it's not bad to manipulate your own self to get in line with the Word of God. If you understand your own wiring, you'll understand how to succeed. I will, I will fund what I value. I'll value what I fund. Help me, God. So, this is the illustration. I want to show you with an illustration. I'm going to give it a go. That was it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Game changer. Got a few more things to get. Can you all sort of see this? Yes, Nathan. Thanks. <laughs> <I'm excited. clears throat> okay. Most people, we get money in the bank. Okay, we have we have money agendas, but money doesn't come in. You know, and and pour into all the silos it needs to pour into. It usually hits like a a, a big wad of cash in your bank account, and you need to decide what to do with it. And most people would um, would do something like this. They'd go, all right, well, I just got paid. I just got paid, so what I'll do is, um, what will I do with it? I think I'll, uh, um, well, I, did, I want to go out with my mates. Yeah, 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 I want to go out with my mates. And then, oh, I didn't expect, I need to, I, I, forgot to I, f- I forgot I need a new shirt for this thing, so I'll just do a little bit more. And then, oh, yeah, no, I really, I should be thinking about my bills, but, uh, yeah, no, I'll pay a bit of my bills, yeah. I'll pay a bit of my bills, but then my phone bill. And then, uh, and, and it keeps going, it keeps going. And then, um, it comes, like, your money's out of the bank. And then you go, all right, all right, I've got to pay my rent, don't I? Oh, yeah, I've got to pay my rent. got to pay my rent. Pay my rent. Um, that's, that's a pretty big thing, so I've got to pay my rent. Um, and then, um, oh, yeah, no, no, I also need to, I go to the gym. I want to make sure I'm doing the gym okay, so I need to pay more. Um, and then, and then... That's it. some people here go to an expensive gym <laughs> what's another what's another thing you just realize you need to pay oh then you go then you go oh my gosh i want to I, of course i've come to church and i've just heard this incredible message i'm encouraged to in my giving and i want to give to god but now i only have that much that much space left and i'm pretty much out of cash and it's all empty and i've got i've got this cash No, i i do want to do all of that guy just um if i I'm sorry, I, I missed it. I, I'll do it next month. I'll do it next month, God. I'll I'll, I'll uh, sort that important thing out next month, God. And then it happens over and over again. Is that true for anybody here? You know, that stressful end of the month where you've run out of cash and you've still got all these things that you had a, you really wanted to do? And then it happens every time and then you have this, this savings goal. Savings, that would have been a good one to put in there. But I've run out. I don't have any space anymore. That's not the way that... Uh, it's wise to live, though. The, way, the, the wise way to live in the world of finances and according to this idea that you treasure what you fund, you fund what you treasure, the, this, this story of pouring things in, um, you'll find doesn't work. You're, you're funding, you're not thinking about what you're, you're treasuring, you're not funding what you treasure, you're not treasuring what you fund. In fact, probably what you're saying there is that you, you treasure more when you're not being mindful and disciplined in your mind. You're treasuring more... Um, the innocuous little spontaneous things, the underplanned things, than you are about what you feel led to live. There's another way to go, and the other way to go is, um, well then, um, I, the, that's the non-disciplined in undisciplined in mind. The undisciplined in heart would say, I've got all of this life to live. I've got all of this stuff to fulfill me. Uh, um, I have all of these things to do, but I don't want to give anything really to it because money's so important and I don't want to run out of money and money's my security. You know, the undisciplined in heart flits between the Lord told me to give, but I, I don't want to give that much, Lord. I'm not... I'm not ready for that, or or you've got a savings goal for me, God, because you have this dream for me to see this other end, but I'm not ready for that. I'm not ready to put a big golf ball in. So so I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll um, I'll just I'll I'll give a little bit. I'll give a little bit. Um and and I'm I'm really panicking about like um I saw someone in need and I heard about this missions thing that really burned in my heart. I feel like God said I should give and support this missions team. But I don't want to lose all my cash, so I'll just give a little bit. I'll just give a little bit. I'll just give a little bit. Okay. Um, and then, and then I want to go to the, you know, I want to go to the gym, but I'm not gonna, you know, I know my body's in. I don't really, you know, um, I, I won't give any to that. I just, I won't do anything. You know, and it goes on and on and on. At the end of the month, yeah, you you have some money in the bank. You've been holding clenched fisted to the money in the bank. You've been hearing God talk about stuff, and you but you haven't. you've and then you you'll find that you've you don't. In fact, it's the opposite of full. It's actually quite empty. Your, your life seems like, I don't know, you've been grabbing onto something too hard. It's, it's, there's all these gaps in your world. There's a better way. There's a disciplined way. If you treasure to be mindful and disciplined with your mind and your heart, and it goes like this. We don't want any gaps. We want it full to the brim. It goes like this. If I'm mindful and I'm disciplined, I can identify the things that God has for me to do that are priorities in my life. The biggest priorities in my life, the ones that I'm going to fund first, the ones I'm going to see my where my treasure is, my heart, and my heart is where my treasure is, are uh, represented by the big things, the golf balls. For me, that is um, for me that is my family. God has called me to be a, a, a good father and a good husband. So I'm going to keep a roof over my family's head. I'm going to um, feed my children. This sounds so deep, doesn't it, But I'd go to jail if I didn't. You know. But, but that's my family. I need to fund. My mortgage, I need to fund. It's not a second-brainer. For me, my tithe, I've talked about it. For me, since I was 16 years old, uh, when I was earning nothing, and today, where I'm earning more... Um, my 10% of my, uh, my thing. I'm just sharing my thing. You've got to go to God and get your own thing, but what I see in Scripture is um, I need to give my first fruits before anything else. So before I pay my t- mortgage, actually, I know this is, sounds nerdy, but I take first fruits seriously. Before I, my mortgage comes out, before anything else comes out, when I can, I'll take my 10% of my gross income and I give it to the house of God. I've done so since I was 16. So for me, that goes in now. Um, then... Um, savings, like it's good for me, it's it's good for me to be wise, I need to be g- begin saving, to be honest with you, it, with a single income family moving to the UK um, uh, with three children it's been rough and my savings, I've wanted to be a golf ball but they've been a little less than that financially but as a terms of priority, I, wanna, I want my savings to be important too that's to keep the metaphor going. So, so when it feels like you know, I've got the key things down, the key things down, God, I have disciplined in my, my heart to know that you are the Lord my God, that your priorities are key, that money won't own me and I'll invest wisely. But the disciplined mind says, so I'm going to be structured and I'm going to be deliberate about the way I invest, the, what I do according to what God has called me to do in my life. that's not all, because I'm missing all these other kinds of things. What's also good is some medium things. Again, uh, they're important, and they can fill in the gaps of the golf balls, right? So, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, you know, between all these gaps, I have space and I have room. More room than I know. I haven't run out of room and it hasn't gone over full. These things are... Um, moderately important. They're they're quite important to me. So my gym um, is quite important to me because I value my health and I want to get older and older and be healthy. I want to be healthy for my kids. I want to be healthy for my kids' kids. I've got a lot to do. God has got me on the planet for a lot lot of years, I hope, and I need to honour that. So the gym is one of those things. Eating reasonably well is one of those. So so sometimes that means I spend more. But it's good for me to do that. What else are some of my things? My savings for holidays. So I've saved generally, but I also want a holiday. Who wants a holiday sometime? So I need to, yeah, that was the quickest altar call response I've ever seen. Um, I want to save for that, so I'm going to put a little bit away from that. And then when summer comes, I can go camping with the family and I don't have to go into this thing called personal debt. I I want to do that. I want to direct my finances. I want to kill any personal debt with things like that. I, wanna, uh, I want uni fees to be taken care of if you have uni fees. I, w- I want to save up so I can go to presents in Sheffield, so I'll put a little bit away for that. I want to I do things like that, so I'll get a touch of that. It's important, but I've still, if I still, if I'm really thinking mindfully of it, I still have uh, room in my cup of life. I still have things I can do, and I haven't run out, and I haven't overflowed, and I haven't led an empty life because I'm too holding on to uh, the money, God. And this is where I can have some other things. So this water fills in the gaps between the rice and the golf balls and maximise all that I have. So my key parts in terms of Tithing and giving to the Lord, and, and keeping my family well, and saving generally, and then my medium things like my gym membership, my holidays, my I'm, I've already sorted, and you know what? I can fill up the rest of my life with uh, the spontaneous wonders of life. I can go past and buy a beautiful bottle of wine on my way home. I can, unless you're under 18, and then or I can, or I can um. I can afford to go out and see a film. I can, I can do things like that. when, I, when In high times and low times, I can do different things, of course, but I can still be spontaneous and live a full uh, and rich life. When I have an undisciplined mind, I find myself pouring in the water first, and then I find my priorities unfulfilled, and then I find myself balanced, unbalanced in my well-being. And I find myself unbalanced in what God asks me to do with supporting the bigger things and giving and being wise with the money. Because again, if God is watching what I do, if I'm faithful with the little, I can be faithful with what's important. This is a metaphor of being faithful for the little things, ultimately. If I have undisciplined heart, my love for money will tend to capture me and I can't ever fill the jar in the first place. I'm too fearful that the rocks are costing too much, too nervous to fund the pebbles, and too stingy to enjoy the water. My life looks full, but it has gaps throughout, and that's what the love of money delivers you. It promises fullness, it delivers holes. But bless God, because we are a people who understand what to do with our money, what the Lord says. Bless this church because we want to be a church that speaks on money, that speaks on all areas of life to bless and to build and to help. And we're committed to listening to the Lord and obeying the word. We are a church and we are a people who reject the fake promises of money as our boss. Rather, we use our powerful minds to make decisions about where to build and where to store and where to spend and where to invest to eternal ends and not temporal ones. Would you bow your head, let's pray. <coughs> Father God, we, we've spent the last two weeks, you know it, it's in your house looking to honour you and break open and, and think about what your word says over our money lives over our finances Father God you are our provider you are our, um, our, our, our you provide our seed for sowing And God that we would honour you with it God we want to we I guess restate to you all over this place In fact, can I interrupt? Can I ask everybody to stand to your feet? Can we make a stand as we finish this service? I just don't want to be passive about this. I want to be active about it. And I want to say this. I'd love it in this prayer. I'd love us to, to, I don't know, reject again any, any, any power that this this the promise of money has over us and instead glorify Jesus. I want us to accept the peace of God over our lives that, that promises us that He's gonna come through. You up for that? Let me restart that prayer. If yes, that's okay, Lord. Father God, again in a more active body language, in a more active tone. Lord, that this prayer re- reflects the prayers of the people this morning. Jesus, we want to honour you as God. We want to honour you as Lord and, uh, and boss over our lives. Lord, the people in this place, myself included, we repent, we turn, change our mind. We say we, uh, we, we, we reject any scope at any time when we make money our number one. Lord, that you would be and remain our number one, that we leave this space this morning with none other space but you being our number one Jesus. Father God, you say that you look at what we do with the faithfulness of the small things like worldly wealth. Father God, we want to tell you this morning, God, uh, help us to be faithful with these things. Lord my God, examine our hearts examine our bank accounts, even going forward today. Bring peace to us as we deal with it. Father God, you bring seed for us to sow. Father God, so again, I ask you, as I, we prayed before, that you would be bringing breakthroughs of finances to your people here this morning. Lord God, we prayed for peace over these before, but right now I pray for the miraculous that Jesus, for people who are looking for jobs, I pray today that there are jobs in line for them, even this week. For those who are waiting for financial breakthrough in areas of business or work or, 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 or savings or whatever it is, God, I pray for breakthroughs in those areas. Lord, my God, for people crippled by personal debt, Lord Jesus, I pray that you, even interested in in our personal debt, God, you will bring us the means to conquer them and honour you with that in Jesus' name. Father God, I pray that you would put on our hearts, even now, the priorities, the golf balls of our life, God, that we would lay them before you and honour you with those. Be disciplined in funding what you want us to fund. Father God, I I pray that you would establish in us what the rice, what the pebbles of our life are, God, that we don't hold back, but we we invest those in their turn. And Father, I pray that you help us to also enjoy our worlds, that we live full and full lives, God, even in this area of money. Lord, my God, we dedicate all of these things to you. Take our wallets, take our pin card numbers, take our sort code, take our account numbers and be glorified in our giving, and in our investing, and in our saving, and in our spending. In Jesus' name.